Film available on iTunes Apple, Red Apple, TV, Movie Camera, YouTube Movies Plus Google Play Movies Plus Vimeo, Musical Note, Soundtrack on, Red Apple, Apple Music, Musical Notes, YouTube, Musical Note, Spotify Plus Everywhere, Musical Note, Streams. Interview on Medium with Callie Lilly from Even God, This Female is Not Yet Rated Speaking with Justin Bozing, Author, Blogger, Journalist, Film Scholar. Interview with actress, director, singer, songwriter, Callie Lilly about her upcoming Callie Lilly Indies trademark release, Eve and God This Female is Not Yet Rated Fresh from a Theatrical Run Appropriately Following the Favorite and Preceding David Lynch's Mulholland Drive Downtown Independent Cinema Los Angeles, California. It seems that the film medium is the most important to you above other artistic outlets. Why do you think that the film medium prevails over others for you and is it possible that for one medium to be more powerful than others? Callie Lilly. Loaded question. View at medium.com. Hmm. Sorry but this one will require a long ass answer. I can't be true to my team or what I am doing without answering this fully. That's gonna take a while. I began my actor training as a dancer so most things for me are about rhythm, emotion, motion, space and light. Pictures words music and motion trademark and Faye MT0TM studio are two main descriptions for my studio. For me, answering your question requires both, a super personal response, and also a socioeconomic, universal context. Ever since I can remember, I noticed that the word actress held both sacred plus derogatory connotations in some corners. It makes sense throughout ancient history goddesses were both sacred and profane in the same way everyone feels qualified to criticize or praise actors especially female actors. If done well, there's a true mystery in a good performance something like poetry with a code not easily cracked. I'm a poet I guess? It's just getting recorded in some way, if not on 35mm, it's digital. On screen in a movie, or into a mic for an album. Sometimes the reaction to the mystery is to criticize instead of discover. Others are enchanted by the mystery. I'm totally against tribalism but for lack of better description, that's my tribe those not afraid of a little enchantment. I say this without meaning to imply mystery novels or thrillers. I'm trying to do something I haven't seen on screen before. I generally remember most of the frames I've ever seen, like a photographic memory of sorts, if I've seen it I don't forget it. My foundation though is, as an actor. The work springs from there. I'm coming from a sacred respect for acting as someone said in ancient times when audiences had a visceral connection with actors. I'm several generations forward but the Elizabeth Taylor, James Dean, Brando era that's what makes sense for me. That era gave birth to many concepts that vibe with me. Following my own personal thread and studying that era has provided me with some guidance. Experimental theater is deep for me and I guess it's only natural that I'd use it in my films and music. Acting is sacred righteous craft implying both craftsmanship and a form of witchcraft. Sorcery which can be interpreted as dangerous in a patriarchal culture, as my female protagonist Eve describes. When craft is employed by girls, women who don't play stereotypical roles when we get a choice, says Eve, we are portrayed or perceived as dangerous which can be a form of fun danger. Very few of us have been provided the opportunity, the choice, to be dangerous. That's also why choice scares people. The word scared and the word sacred are almost the same word but with worlds of difference. That sacred space is familiar for me I've experienced it as a form of deep knowledge and I have zero idea where I got it. I'm just grateful. 
It's like a secret spell. I'm operating on instinct. My film is dedicated to victims of violence against humanity plus Mother Earth. I'm really concerned with the fact that people feel they might not matter- dash. At a time when humanity matters more than ever. Every single one of us can do our part to improve this planet, and just as crucial, this culture of humanity. I think there's a part of me that seeks to celebrate the possibilities of what it means to keep evolving into the best version of me but simultaneously I'm so worried that others might give up on becoming the best versions of themselves. I rely on everybody to become their best selves and to save this beautiful blue planet. Do you realize how very lucky we are to be here? I'm in the ocean, typically, every day. That daily practice is my temple of sorts. It's a direct translation from that physicality into my work. Film, music, books are a form of transmission fluid like an ocean that I surf. I'm sending out ripples plus waves. A liquid slash fluid medium for authentically connecting with my sisters plus brothers humans and very deeply with nature, wildlife. In this work, I'm finding ways, mediums, media, to express, celebrate, love. On the one hand I feel each medium can become extremely effective in communication. Motion pictures, film is perhaps the hub, the medium where all the spokes meet. My primary themes are where social justice meets environmental subjects, especially as they concern girl power and oceans, sea life. Where women meet water. Film as a medium can reach a larger audience. So, in terms of reaching out perhaps it is the medium that reaches farther? Movies are indeed powerful which is why the business of not only making movies but wide distribution of them should not be confined to the wealthy and powerful. That's unhealthy for civilization. Yet most film distribution is in the hands of the wealthy and powerful. We hope to make a change there. We hope to encourage audiences to buy the movies and albums my tiny team produces and prove we can make a difference together. There's a colloquial, commercial context for this discussion. The art of filmmaking is both a calling and a business, fortunately or unfortunately on any given day. It's an industry and a form of science fiction its very nature is science and it is often structured in the form of fiction. As a kid, I wanted an authentic relationship with what I do my calling as an artisan. This caused a ton of trouble with my parents it still does. I wasn't just rebelling for the sake of rebelling I was standing up for my rights. I think my parents' viewpoint is something they derive from global cultures, misled by the greedy one percenters. Global cultures need art and artists as much as they need oxygen but have been duped by the greedy to vote and act against their own best interests. On the way, I believe they have come to revile artists either through jealousy or ignorance. That's something I'm working to heal in the world. We need artists like oxygen but many cultures have completely forgotten this. There's a misunderstanding too about what exactly an artist is. In that misunderstanding there's a lot of destructive energy fomented. When a culture abandons the artist, that culture abandons its own soul. I studied anthropology in the arts, so I realized that might be an intense way to view art. But there you are. That's what I have come to learn. There's a mystical, zen-like connection to the source of what I do. Alchemy? Sorcery? Photosynthesis? Lol. My projects feel like slow-cooked, distilling nectars plus elixirs. Trademark. As a kid I needed to explore it but also needed to justify it, especially to my parents who totally never got it, I still do and they still don't. But I was really lucky to have amazing teachers true educators who saw me plus encouraged the unique calling I was following. 
In addition to justifying my work to my parents, as I looked around me, I realized that I'd have to also justify to a society that's extra judgmental of artists. I was a sort of runaway with a scholarship and maybe I still am? I've never wanted to make a movie that I've already seen out there. Now there's a whole movement exploiting some of our weakest inclinations, an attempt to divide us along our fault lines. I work to unite humanity. That's part of what this movie is about when the female protagonist Eve discusses mitochondrial Eve she's making a plea for us to realize that most of our divisions are cultural and learned when in fact, we all have so much more in common with each other, than anything we might be deluded into believing might set us apart. There's a form of gentrification of culture trademark copyright taking place in the entertainment, media industry. It works to shape audiences' taste telling us what movies to see, what music to listen to shaping not only taste but also our very ability to see and hear. It's almost some weird form of eugenics. Almost as though a corporation can determine what humans will want how they will experience things like beauty and feeling. I find it not only confining but scary. So I am working to get past that hypnosis and reach people by reminding us about art and the artist. I'm hoping to prove with the help of audiences that my authentically indie truly independently made film truly indie can indeed find authentic artisanal distribution via word of mouth and audience supporting my work and team on a grassroots basis. I think this will determine the future of how artists might exist. I think it will also determine how we can empower our local global communities it's a form of mom and pop revival copyright. I use trademark phrases to stay focused on goals. One of them is, support tart sustain the artist copyright that means recognition of the value of what the artist provides to the culture and supporting them so they can eat, pay rent etc. As it is right now, there are 1%er artists living like CEOs and most of us working class artists are living like pigeons for scraps. So in the corporate movie world, we see the same movie over and over, in the corporate music world, we hear the same songs we get curated by corporations instead of curating for ourselves which is the joy of life. Discovery. Thinking new thoughts, thinking our own thoughts. Growing into the best version of ourselves. That's how I arrived at making a live and not a killin' trademark I am practically proposing an economic model in this movie a woman of zero I'm doing my bit to ask us all to rediscover and revive the mom and pop handmade artisanal economy copyright. We can buy stuff from each other, we can be solar, wind power driven, green economy driven, we can create an economy that sustains the planet and, this is important y'all, each other, let us please sustain each other. For me it's a 21st century renaissance startup trademark concept. It's a way of recovering our humanity and I discuss it in my book Declaration of Indie. Pen. Dance. Not so much a revolution. But a or evolution dash. Copyright. I relate to what I do as artisanry plus witchcraft so I hope for audiences unafraid of enchantment and flow. Just surf with me for a while. Just play. In the movie, there's a line, play makes free. That line is a sort of response to the concentration camp propaganda work makes free. As an overachiever I've always found myself subject to that Puritan work ethic but I've discovered that play is far more productive than slavish adherence to any form of dogma. Big thing. I don't want us to lose our innocence. Sisters and brothers, please let's don't lose a sense of innocent play, as opposed to a more cynical, malevolent form of mischief which we see going on with all the white-collar crime. I am very concerned that 21st century cultures in every country need to understand how important the individual artist is, in the preservation of civilization. 
The more corporate or hipster our cultures become the more tenuous is our connection to our tribal roots, I don't mean the hipster version of tribal. What I mean is the real thing, roots. My purpose is to be a sort of celebratory amp amplifying a sense of celebration of the human voice. As a performer, I'm interested in nutrition plus wellness. So in my work I'd like to attempt to contribute toward a form of nourishment. That's why I liken my studio to aquaculture which is a part of my methodology described in my book. In the current movie there's tons of mystic codes to crack. There's nothing accidental in any given shot. Stuff written on the walls of the set, every costume choice, every silhouette or crossfade. The wish for including wildlife shots was in the original script and my notes to crew were keep your eyes open all day long for wildlife we were prepped to stop shooting in order to capture wildlife. What's crazy is that the wildlife really showed up for us. Octavia the octopus struts for us. And legs the ocean crab equally delivered. All of this wildlife in the movie was a wish list I put into the script but it was all unprompted. My process is poetry with roots in Africa and also a form of Zen, mysticism. That makes sense, given my very mixed multicultural heritage. I don't believe in tribalism but I do believe in the human tribe nurturing each other. I think my work can speak to others, I'm not just figuring myself out I'm also doing my best to help row the boat, doing my best to contribute to others as we row the boat together. As a songwriter, lyrics are huge for me but the movie is like a song. So I'm making my version of pictures words music and motion trademark it's like Spike Lee calls his films joints so it's something like that for me but I use the descriptions and they are all attempting to identify a form of poetry in motion. For me film is an essence, an aroma, as well as a metaphysical reality of its own. Process matters. I hear and see the film with albums simultaneously not quite a musical. It's my music in motion trademark copyright it's like love you just know it when you feel it. In considering your question I'm rethinking whether it's film that prevails or if it's more the source of film. Film is a hybrid for me the pictures words music and motion magic potion copyright there's an internal feeling, connection that's magic, it can't be manufactured or explained or expressed except in the act of making the film. It's born organically from that seed of magic plus emotion. All of us are now connoisseurs of the moving image of music plus media in a sense we've seen it all on some level but while I detest tribalism I am asking people to join me on a discovery of what's possible right now but without discarding our human tribal wisdom dash. I feel part of my purpose is to be a bridge between cultures, traditions, classic movies, classic music and what's possible right now for an artist. What's possible for my portrait of a 21st century artist as a girl trademark copyright which is an integral part of my work. When I was a kid, the only toys I begged for, had to do with recording plus showing both images, sounds. I even overdubbed. LOL. As part of my methodology now, I employ what I call, toy box technology and there are stories, writings, feelings, weeping, and a whole herstory behind these theoretical concepts which became my tools, toys. Even as a kid, I was a girl auteur, artisan auteur I think it's a great way to describe my work dash. So even as a kid I charged a dollar for the show, pool face, or any stuff I was making, BC I knew I would have to pay rent and survive someday, I had to leave that house, I wasn't from a privileged background, and I knew we could not afford film school for me. Even if my parents would have allowed it, and they did not. So I had a sense of necessity as the mother of invention to my professionalism, for some reason, I always asked my friends is it professional? Is it professional? Maybe it's due to having seen women do so much work in life and still get taken for granted? 
it was likely a way that I could see myself surviving an abusive home, I wanted to work. I am a bit of a workaholic. But, how does one define work? So, that's what I am still doing, as a kid, I just knew how to do these things, that's still me, as an actress, auteur reaching out to the world, reaching out to communicate. I want to share stuff with people in a medium that best suits my voice, and I approach my films like a singer-songwriter, like rock and rap. Now that the Film Plus album are completed, I'm learning about the world of distribution. Double wow. That is a whole industry unto itself. I'm the weird new kid on the block. But, I've always been the youngest kid in the class that weird new kid. If I could say anything to your readers, movie lovers, cinephiles, music lovers, audiophiles, I'd say, please look plus listen to my films plus music from an authentic place in your heart, your brain your soul, BC every frame of my films plus music are made for you from an authentic place in me. And, I'm delivering them to you independent of the mega money machine of advertising, PR out there that exists solely for the purpose of telling you what to see, hear, think and feel telling you what's good curating for you dash. I'd ask, please support my tiny projects plus the teams I put together to produce completely unique authentic pieces that are as collectible as any original work of art. I am a lover of art. While I really appreciate scholars plus thinkers, I do not need anybody curating for me lol, I'm not rich I'm not a museum I don't need a fucking curator dash. I want to explore, I want to discover artists and art. It's so much more fun to, just randomly walk through a gallery, museum or scan a catalog of films, music plus just allow the art, artist to grab me, dash. I want to say to film lovers, music lovers, poetry lovers, readers I wish for us not to be separated into cultural castes, which can become a way to keep us apart so discord among people, keep us scrapping against each other instead of allowing us to notice true injustices in the world, inspiring us to do something about improving the condition of our brothers, sisters, fellow creatures, Mother Earth even as we seek to improve ourselves. You can see the push to gentrify the internet. Same gentrification as with neighborhoods plus culture. It's so important for me as an artist to connect with people through the piece itself which has its own life, I channel plus shape it, but once the elements hit the sweet spot, then, that baby has her own life to live, she, my film, my song, goes out there and engages with the audience, whether it's a poem, song, photography or, now, a feature film, full-length album. Indie unsigned unowned artists can become an endangered species if we don't get to deliver our work out there to people, I'm not making art for corporations. I'm making it for people, on behalf of the voices of people, and also the voice of Mother Earth and living creatures on this planet, that's who I am working for. So, if the audience doesn't express value in the artist I mean, if the audience doesn't express to indie artists that the art is valuable by supporting indie artists the same way they pay a more commercial artist who is already supported by a huge commercial industry we risk losing this endangered species, I'm referring to a very real endangered species, the unowned independent voice of an independent artist. Indie artists really do need to get that type of support directly from art lovers because we have corporate big brother commercial art factory breathing down our necks. I'm an artisan. I just happen to craft movies, music, and books. I won't pander to some commercial idea of what I think will sell, but it's definitely true that the viewer is on my mind when I make a film or song or deliver a performance. I am not solipsistic about this work, I'm respectful of a very long history between the artist plus the village. Like Arto, I am sending out smoke signals, I'm playing indigenous drums. 
and I'd like the global village to come together and see the show, share the sacred space, if only on a collective unconscious level, I feel deeply that my work wants to travel, beyond superficial boundaries, inviting everyone to come together in a global small town. In order to sustain myself through really rough times in this industry, after graduating from school, when I felt so despondent, I kept a journal-slash-diary which became my playbook. At my very lowest point I walked into an art supply shop and began asking myself, why can't I, as film artist, get simple paint and canvas and just use my talent to make my work, like visual artists do? Grab an instrument like musicians do, practice and perform like athletes do just, play? I decided in that art shop, that I was sick of being despondent and, that I would make my film with toys I mean like Toys R Us Toys Target Store Toys, personally I am a fan of Target's toy section it's eclectic, and, furthermore, I would do my part to be the change I sought. That's how I went back to trusting the truth I share with a motion picture camera and recording device as a kid. Now here's the mystery, sorcery part, what guides that process cannot be bought or taught. It's magic. When done well, that's enough. That's re-evolutionary. If I can transmit a sense of magic, love plus hope, plus if the audience receives it, that's ultimately one perfect version of success, often it feels for me that, together with my teams, I'm sort of weaving fabric plus contributing to the fabric of culture, copyright Cali Lily trademark all rights reserved. One of the things that strikes me about the film is how theatrical it is in its presentation. Was that an idea you saw in the material in advance or something that might have occurred to you during the assembly of the film during editing? Callie Lily. From Inception. It's a weird cool zen-like film I'm so pumped to put it out there it's risky slash geeky nerdy and. It's romantic too in unique ways including cinema geeky ways. I feel like there's minimalism but also, lushness, sensuality, it's an inner landscape, a dreamscape to some extent, woven from true life events about a violent act perpetrated on two female lovers, in a case that is, as far as I know, as yet unresolved, and we as an audience exist in a liminal, floating experience that questions reality, but in real time. I designed the lighting to look as though we were in one of those snow globes, I was very specific and detailed in expressing to the camera department exactly the quality of light I wanted. Light is huge for me and defines my work in some ways. There's awkwardness in the story, between the characters personally, their relationships but also it's a bit breach and almost as if the characters know they are tackling archetypes, from personal experience, we all know what it's like when we try to break bad habits it's hell, it's as though the whole paradigm of male-female duality battle of the sexes bullshit, is an addiction and these characters are playing out how we can begin to look at stuff like misogyny plus the isms we are waking up to in the 21st century, it's really time we let go of that baggage. There's definitely a language of symbols plus clues peppered throughout the film. A little treasure hunt, bits of mystery and meaning, the triangle theme alone is like its own pathway to clues, tessellations but I did not intend weirdness as a stylistic choice it's all flowing towards an inevitable place, the beginning to another beginning. I love the love scenes in the film, most love scenes in most films are problematic I think, and I'm super proud of this one I hope audiences allow the romance to sweep them off their feet for a few moments before that inner critic gets activated lol. For me, love scenes plus nudity are a hell of a lot cooler than gratuitous violence plus cruelty in movies, I really really detest the effects of violence in movies although sometimes they must depict difficult realities to tell an important story, but I feel strongly that violence in movies should, ideally, be very carefully depicted. Maybe we are such connoisseurs, 
that we are expert or conditioned to predict film endings? We may have been led by commercialism to either envy or so undervalue the importance of the artist in society, that we expect art to be free, I mean I've heard from producers that they detest the word artist. So maybe sometimes the culture might follow that very conservative extremist viewpoint telling artists to get a real job, unless it's a mainstream artist and that becomes a vicious cycle in which only a handful of a 1% of artists get their work supported. Without indie artists, non-corporate artist societies become cruel, barbaric, conservative, stagnant. And as easy as it may look it's not an easy path so I just feel people benefit from supporting an artist whose work speaks to them somehow and who's not already supported by mainstream corporations. It's not a choice really, an artist feels driven by something mysterious to express something, and the culture benefits from that work. Everybody has a weird inner quiet place plus I'm reaching out from there just remaining true to an authentic current of energy that was flowing through me when I began the project. I don't begin any project until I get that spark. It's handmade, not mass-produced, not from a factory. It's slow-cooked in small batches, stonewashed jeans with distinctive tears, plus tears, and the fabric, homemade cookies, not store-bought. The original script is almost a graphic novel. The structure could be called archetypal because it's tackling such an archetypal topic, I mean, Eve is every woman plus the white male authority figure aka God, Dr. Goddard and that mysterious figure from the story of the Bible, the character of Lilith. Archetypes, iconic images, they had to be treated with almost graphic novel-esque stylization. It's been said that this film brings new meaning to metaphysical, the film exists on different dimensions, so it's not only about metaphysical themes, it is in and of itself existing on meta-planes of reality so the audience can experience various dimensions on every viewing, I call it poor girl special FX, low we employed quite a bit of that, and honestly, I got known for that in some theatrical pieces I made, and I love it, economy of means. The logline is, one day in the epiphany of a 21st century girl, who kissed a girl. Among other contemporary themes that appear to be ripped from the headlines, and yet it was written plus shot before election 2016 plus its aftermath, the film deals with, an interracial love story between two women, a bittersweet polyamorous love triangle, LGBTQ themes and a hint of sci-fi slash hint of arthouse, all out indie with an undercurrent of archetypal epic questions about nature, the earth, and human survival all in the space of a two-hour debate taking place in real time and in which the two main characters are never in the same room. I learned a lot from the theater for sure. Our cinematic essence, our history, began in a theater. Black boxes empty spaces. Nothing, then something. So cinema owes her infancy to theater, we dream in the empty space, we project into the black, whether it be theater or cinema, for me it's the same, like we enter into a black hole with the audience except we become whole instead of torn apart. I'd venture to say that I might be unconsciously redefining those terms. For me, a movie with a ton of violence, big sweeping shots from drones etc., is more theatrical I'm working on movies that inhabit the poetry of daily life, something we all experience. Something universal, dreams, wishes, feelings, hopes, disappointments, these are quiet, private poetries. I will venture to say these are more cinematic because they are more human, the camera captures actors' thoughts, one flicker of an eye that's cinema to me, while a car chase is theatrical because it's more spectacle so it's got that circus feeling while I am interested in that moment when a shaft of light hits one strand of hair, just right, and you just heard the sound of a bird singing in a tree, then a fire engine goes by. 
And if we say some profound shit on screen, well, yeah people say profound shit all the time. We need to listen to each other. I haven't used the expression multidisciplinary in a while but I guess that's an approach I take, dash. As a dancer, I understand motion to be about shape, line, form, rhythm, and light. There's an actual graphic novel of the project. It will be released at the appropriate time. As far as category slash genre the project is difficult to label, but it could be called a combination plate of narrative drama, romance, art house, with a hint of fantasy slash sci-fi and rock and roll, but also perhaps auteur. The music soundtrack is sourced from my debut album Out Everywhere. Like my oyster slash pearl analogy, I'd love people to just enjoy it on the first viewing then I hope it pops up in your thoughts or dreams, plus that you see it several times, each time revealing something new in the film plus in yourself, copyright Kelly Lily trademark all rights reserved. Is it difficult making a theater piece cinematic, and is it difficult making cinema theatrical? Kelly Lily. Depends on the project of course, every project, like every relationship, has its own vocabulary, I want to hit the sweet spot between form plus function. It's a process. Since this film is somewhat an allegorical fantasy, there's a raw edgy rock and roll ambience too I think it just naturally unveiled, ineluctably disrobed, in what might be considered a feminine way, there's a film goddess at play. For me, as I mentioned, it's a natural interplay like breathing, its flow, they are inextricable, pictures, words, music and motion trademark. As an actress, there's a difference between theater plus film. Acting in film is more subtle, you do less, but acting in a theater, for me, is also an internal process. This character, Eve is surfer chick, Venice Beach resident, contemporary girl with a dream, is also speaking for what I call the global girl, so as an actor, I am balancing on a wire between an epic character, plus a contemporary colloquial everyday character, of course, that was true for the other actors, I feel we struck the balance, it wasn't easy except that it was easy because it was in the script. The place the thing even in a screenplay, it provided for us as actors, an organic universe to inhabit. So we lived there in that universe. Okay so here's a little detour that'll hopefully take us back to a relevant response. So my studio is similar to the separate set of this film, we shot in various locations, it's a hidden floating surf shack loft eco space at the Venice Beach Canals. We shot in various Venice locations. It's a floating mini neighborhood within a neighborhood in Venice, Los Angeles. Most people who live there are not aware of it. I am in love with the ocean and water conservation. Not just a personal spiritual space for me but it's crucial to the survival of this planet. So we shot part of the film at a similar floating location near my studio, then we shot the other part in a mostly empty local apartment space. So the real physical spaces these characters live in during the two hours of the movie make a difference for the ambience plus sense of truth in the story we share. Dash. My answers to the previous question probably speak a ton to this question too, I think I am unconsciously redefining norms, updating hard drives plus databases of cinematic cliches, just by wrestling with the physical material of the filmmaking. The story is set in Venice Beach, my hood with some great shots of the Venice Beach community and a very unusual setting, however, I'd venture to say, that when you hear Venice Beach and LA and on the water the images that conjure would be challenged after having watched this film. There's a tension between form and function, truth plus fiction, a tension in the storytelling, which is the result of process, and for me, that's authenticity, that's integrity. That's handmade. 
Copyright Cali Lily Trademark All Rights Reserved How important is it for you to try to break boundaries or try to do things that no one has ever done before? Is it always the goal? Cali Lily That's a great question, Justin. Hmm. I do detest making any work that feels like it's repeating someone else's work, dash. I just work from a place of authenticity and I am my own harshest critic, so if I don't feel the integrity is there in a scene or a song, it's out ruthlessly, dash. I guess my work will speak for itself. Even though I am a female filmmaker and the film deals with pretty much every hot-button issue in the news right now lol, I approach the film, an album, with a passion for both artistic-slash-cinematic innovation, as well as a desire to make a timeless, universal piece. As an artist, I am continuing the work I did as a kid in NYC when I got accepted to NYU before I finished high school. For me, this drive has always been about the work pushing the envelope as an artist. After Obama's election, we figured the themes I discuss in this film, while timeless themes might not be as controversial as they once might have been, but again, I wasn't counting on controversy or ripped from the headline stuff, I strive for longevity and universality- Yet I must admit, after election 2016, we strongly came to believe that this film seems to say a lot of what needs to be said right now, along with that wider scope for global universality. I guess there will be moments that are puzzling in my films, probably those moments, those puzzles, are the boundary crossings, if I do push to break boundaries or anything else, my persistence is in the name of love. It's my responsibility as an artist, to be excellent, not just good, and to contribute to the weaving of the fabric of human culture, that might sound grandiose but fuck I see a whole lot of destructive behavior, including indifference people acting all cool like sincerity is uncool well, to those people I say fuck that if you can't be part of the solution on this planet you are definitely part of the problem. Back to boundaries, I explore them physically in this current film, the characters are apart for most of the film, never in the same room except for one mysterious moment, that's one of the themes I play with, dash. Guess what my next film used to be entitled Room, yeah, so that title is taken now. That really upset me at first. But I'm cool now, I love my new title. Like this film, it explores issues of boundaries, among lots of other interrelated themes. Eve and God This Female Is Not Yet Rated was made with an all-female production team before that became so popular a notion we were, if not the first, among the very first to do so, but we also worked with some very cool guy allies. The world is changing. I guess I am also breaking boundaries in that I am a female auteur who also co-starred, produced the album-slash-soundtrack, and designed the lighting, sets, costumes, editing all of which amounted to the expression of a very specific vibe. None of that is an ego exercise I don't need that, it's the work this particular project needed and it's from an organic source. I wouldn't pollute it. On the next project, it's very likely that I would hand over some of those departments, but, who knows? Maybe I'll design those things on each film? The point is the material, the script and story, will tell me what they need from me and I'll translate that to the team. I'm completely in service to the project, which has a life of its own. I love the production teams I am ever grateful to them. I'm a member of crew. I want this film to get out there and show off their amazing work too. Though I designed the sets I could not have made them real without Tiffany Lee Smith, art department she is a genius translated my scenic design into the physical space that's not easy, I couldn't do that and she's relentlessly resourceful. One day she picked up some branches she saw on the way to the set and carted over like half a tree's worth, absolutely remarkable. She's also mega strong in a tiny frame, 
Among other more acrobatic she also helped me cart large boxes of produce for my garden of eBay set dressing. The farmers at my local farmer's market donated a bunch of fruits, vegetables, and flowers not only for the crew lunches but also especially for my garden of eBay, from screenplay stage onwards. I really love the idea of getting the community involved, so I asked plus the farmers totally supported us, I really want to send a shout out to my local farmers and to independent farmers everywhere, in my book, I relate my own work to a form of farming and I hope readers will go out there support small family farms as opposed to large agribusinesses. My love interest in the film, Lila, based upon Lilith in the Bible story, is played by Candace Burney. Candace is a lifestyle coach, teaches exercise and nutrition but she was an absolute natural in this role I cast her because I just knew she could be Lila, I am so proud of her she is regal, gorgeous, as well as powerful in the role. At least 60% of the joy in making film, the human beings we work with. Even if some experiences become problematic at times the relationships from a set or recording session are absolutely irreplaceable and precious. These relationships are forever. I think my style, vibe does break boundaries. While it's contemporary slash new my foundation is rooted in my deep almost fanatic love for classic films, there are a couple of scenes in this film, that are a loving homage to two classic movies, I'm hoping people guess which they are, I do make reference to other classic films in the script, Eve is grappling with culture as worship and as legacy, so she is equating movie culture with societal culture, she's taking the enormous risk of asking questions on behalf of the global girl, and she pushes for change, dash. E. They as every woman says, I'm Aphrodite with graffiti I guess that's partly what my personal style stands for, as far as boundary-breaking marrying the beauty of the global girl with her brains and also her gut-slash-courage-slash-intellect-something like that. Copyright Callie Lily Trademark All Rights Reserved It seems like narrative or narrative structure are so important to 95% of the world, you mention the importance of visuals to you and conveying emotions through visuals, why do you think that others have problems understanding this notion? People have exacting definitions of what they think a film should be or shouldn't be. Doesn't the imposition of rules limit an audience member's experience of the medium itself? Callie Lilly Yes, the art of film is in her infancy, we must be allowed to have non-blockbusters that survive financially too, not everything is a competition, how can an art form, or civilization grow if everything is turned into a fucking reality show or contest? My latest t-shirt slogan is, making a livin' not a killin', we must make sure that art plus the artist can survive, I'd appreciate audiences buying my films, albums plus books so that I can continue to do the work, hire the technicians, crew plus other artists, I'm not out here doing lunch or buying real estate. I'm doing the stuff that money can't buy. I'm just making a living, making art that's not only indigenous of the people by the people for the people, but also for the planet plus our fellow wildlife. I want to say something that audiences may not be aware of. There's so much intellectual property theft in the industry of entertainment, when artists especially young ones put out our material or submit to big corporations, we really are at risk, like an endangered species, promoters of everything from movies to music to political campaigns scan the internet for ideas or force us to send them our fresh ideas then they cherry pick what they want. The audience can help by supporting the indies directly, like my team. And my tiny studio. Copyright Callie Lily Trademark All Rights Reserved How do you rectify the notion that Eve is discoursing with God? What does the film want to say about monotheism and do you have any expectations in terms of how one of a secular disposition could respond to the film? 
Callie Lilly. I'm secular, so, it's all coming from a secular point of view. What I am doing, is addressing a cultural archetype one might call it a bias, that is so deeply embedded in our fibers. In our discourse, in the fabric, in the stitches, as Eve says in the movie. Whether we are aware of it or not generally we operate on a biblical paradigm in our culture from law to politics, to medicine, to education, to populism, it's embedded in the genetic fabric of the culture. I want to adjust the stitches and make some room for inclusion, I want the fabric to fit more of us, dash. Ironically I designed the costumes in the film to be a dissertation on menswear, so it's literally in the fabric, in the stitches. As Eve says in the movie, dash. I am not a costume designer, lol hardly so I can barely put together an outfit for myself that most people would consider normal, some might consider my personal style even inappropriate, or weird and they are vocal about it lol. So my own personal daily style is definitely my own, but there you have it, this project needed these particular clothes and they were designed organically. Necessity is indeed mother of invention. I had a good seamstress do the actual sewing slash fitting. Eve must enter this debate with God because, things just are not working out the way these biases promised they would, and it is a debate I actually intended it to feel like a filibuster kinda like that scene with Jimmy Stewart and Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Once a girl becomes a woman in the workplace, once a woman gets married on the societal stage she gets woke to the harsh realities of misogyny plus slavery, yeah, we are indoctrinated into slave culture as soon as shit gets real. Misogyny, is the supremacy of the white male authority figure, devoid of righteous goddesses. I don't need to rectify EVE's convo with the white male authority figure, it's so fucking obvious how long overdue this conversation is, copyright Kelly Lilly trademark all rights reserved. Does God exist for you? Callie Lily. Goddesses do exist for me, in the form of nature, spirit, poetry, and I guess the global girl. There's a goddess of film, before I shot the film I prayed I wouldn't fuck it up, now I am praying to her daily to find the right distribution avenue lol. Nature is goddess and God because nature is the source. Love is goddess and God because love is the source. We human beings are the keepers of the earth, especially our waters. We human beings as one tribe, are the keepers of the goddesses and the god in us all. It's within us, it's all around us, and it's our responsibility. That's why Eve says to Dr. Goddard, I don't want you to die. She's not trying to destroy the notion of God but she is insisting that we revive our goddesses. She also tells us the state needs a goddess implying we need women in governance. Copyright Callie Lily trademark all rights reserved. As a Wingshauser superfan we know that he is God. Are you making a statement about celebrity culture by using such a known actor in the role of a deity regardless of whether the deity in the film is actually there, or in reality even in existence? Callie Lily. For sure. Glad you noticed. Yes. First of all if you are a Wingshauser fan this film will blow your mind. Along with being a sort of ironic commentary on some of his previous roles it's just a great role and he knocked it out of the ballpark and into the next state. I'm so grateful and so proud of Wings's performance it's got nuance, heartbreak and power. I really don't think I have seen him get to flesh out his amazing range so fully I'm so pumped for people to see him obviously, I hope people will make it a point to support this film for so many reasons I want to share what my crew did plus I also want to share Wings's performance. The script was originally written on stickies, as I navigated the treacherous world of being an actress plus also raising funding for a completely different movie project, this, Eve as every woman character kept popping up, 
I kept seeing eBay in various skin colors, but all as the same girl, a global girl, telling a god figure as an archetypal all-round authority, what she feels, in this long overdue conversation. This was all getting written via some form of channeling I was experiencing just, as I was finding out what it's really like to be an actress plus a girl trying to make a good film in Hollywood and I thought, well Wings could play this Dr. Goddard character better than anybody I can think of. Then I thought of what people would think if I cast him, then I thought, I am so sick of thinking about what people will think as a director, I thought, wow, this would be an awesome comment on Wingshauser's previous roles, Wingshauser playing a godlike role? It's perfect. We had initially met on a set, working really well together, then with him casting plus directing me, we loved working together as fellow actors and a few other projects when I was a kid, plus later he had hired me to co-write a script, there were rumors that we were a couple but we really were partners. I mean, Wings raised a daughter as a single father he is such a gentleman so we hated those rumors, and they came about only BC nobody could understand how we could be partners in an equal partnership. My studio space in Venice was hand-built, but what's outrageous is that was built by my buddy Wings, when I was just a kid. I was in LA working in a movie role plus we became platonic friends fellow actors. He had confided that he was building something plus I half-jokingly shared the design of a surf shack I'd made in school, I was about to get skipped out of high school into university with a scholarship, much to my surprise he loved it plus had it built. Years later, after we'd become partners in business plus in life I insisted that I buy the studio with my earnings so that it'd be an equal partnership, and then I turned it into a tiny film plus music studio hired our first core teams plus went to work. Well in light of how things do take place in the entertainment industry, and other industries, between younger women plus powerful men it's understandable that people might not yet understand our partnership but integrity is definitely my compass so I'm super proud. The whole inherent bias slash sexism thing embedded in the industry was one of the reasons I started turning down acting roles. My master's degree earned at a young age wasn't really the calling card that was in demand. So in spite of the chip I had on my shoulder about what people might think about us working together yet again, I asked him about whether I should do the project. Both he and my manager advised me that girls are treated like crap in this industry, and they both were concerned that I might get some role that might be short-term lucrative, but which might turn me into a flavor of the month. So when I told them I'd written this project, they were beyond thrilled. He asked me if he could read the script, and I was really nervous for him to read it, knowing that he wouldn't lie lol, gulp, he loved it. He had chosen to do mostly TV for quite a while and after reading the script, he wanted this film to be a statement. I can brag that after we wrapped, he told the crew and anybody else he met that I am in his top 5 directors. I know he never slops around with those kinds of compliments so that was really unexpected and I am super proud of that. So in this response, I have to add it's also the white male authority figure informing celebrity dominance in terms of partnership as well as the institution of marriage how a very young woman is treated by society if she merits a real partnership with someone more established and assumptions people make about her worth. Her capabilities, e. If you are skipped grades in school you might be a genius but if you are doing exemplary work in the workplace that's competition. Also how society treats a young woman when she marries. I became a partner with an established older person at a young age and yes I got married young, even though my plan was to never get married. Society treated me differently after I got married, and not in a good way. That rocked my world badly. Especially being married to an established famous person. It's really challenging. Suddenly I became somebody's wife, less than a person and certainly, 
not an artist in her own right. That was a gut punch. A sucker punch too. Uck omfg were they kidding? That was disgusting to me. That experience taught me the definition of misogyny. Once I became married to a known celebrity, it was weird out there for a while. It's almost as if, people can't tolerate it if they can't decide what your relationship is or define you by labeling the way they have labeled previous relationships. Also my childhood was difficult so I believe in healthy amounts of privacy plus balance, which isn't always the norm. I mean suddenly I was no longer available to men plus even though I was available to girls my male partner is completely respectful of me plus my privacy he's really my best friend plus apparently that's something a lot of people just plain didn't comprehend. I mean, it's the 21st century, I always knew that marriage was a challenge for a girl, but never did I realize that even a 21st century society, can just try to erase her after she is married, especially if she marries someone older, more powerful slash celebrated. After getting past the shock, I became quite fascinated with this particular form of pathology in our culture. And it is pathology. As a very young bride I looked up to my older partner and yet, I never deferred to him when it came to making decisions as an artist, about my studio, my work etc. After all, I've been an artist since I was born and I defer to no one. Whenever we collaborated, we had our animated discussions and even all-out battles, but, we are equals at all times. People assume things about our partnership because they were viewing the relationship through the lens of marriage as it has been labeled, enslaved over time. Our partnership as equals began and continues to be a remarkable experience of mutual respect, again, not without my standing up for my point of view against an older male who was born many years before me, I think it helped a lot, that his father was a gentleman plus his mother was a true lady a strong graceful woman who raised a man, not just a boy, I think it helped that he raised a daughter as a single father but, even so, I had to learn how to stand up for myself in a partnership, and that was good for us both. That's all reflected in the film to a certain degree. I don't see this equality partnership mirrored in too many other relationships, so perhaps this is all part of my destiny, to somehow transmit slash share what a partnership between male and female can be. I have to add here. Having also been in relationship with female partners, it's sort of a similar bias in my relationships with women, some women are more alpha, some women are tops as in a lesbian relationship, some women are more butch, some more femme, and all these interactions, our dances, we dance together and it's better for all to create harmony, to choose love and passion over winning a battle, while at the same time not collapsing for the sake of a dominant slash submissive paradigm, my films deal with this topic too. Celebrity culture is the embodiment of those dominant slash submissive slash commercialist paradigms, what Wings's character is doing in this film is, reflecting us all, what might happen if we were able to have this conversation with authority figures who finally hear what we all have to say, authority figures who listen to us. We figured I might be extra stressed out on the first day of filming my acting scenes while I was directing. I'd never done both before, but it turned out I had food poisoning lol, I just threw up before my first take but I'm super proud I barely had to get makeup to do touch-ups, lol, I threw up efficiently also my first dialogue. Scene is a hangover scene so I wasn't supposed to look too good. I almost thought I should quit after vomiting but Wings was like oh come on just go do your thing lol, it really matters to have a true partner, and the team was so cool. Another funny anecdote is the mini battles between Wings and our extraordinary art department Tiffany Lee Smith lol, she is a tornado of energy plus Wings was already perturbed, as was my cat, about moving stuff out of the studio and basically gutting the space to create the Garden of eBay set in Venice Beach.
Tiffany would move stuff out of the space plus wings would be like yie. LOL, it was really a super fun set. Along with doing an absolutely epic acting job, I mean really wait till everyone sees his performance it's just classic. Brilliant. Wings brought in the best meals for the crew. Our crews eat well. I try to deliver healthy meals but inevitably there are comfort cheat foods too. Music crew also eats well. We recorded the album on the set where half the film was shot, and Wings brought the best meals in and kept me within my budget, copyright Cali Lily trademark all rights reserved. You mentioned being a fan of Chaplin's Modern Times, what is it about the film that you admire so much? You mentioned visuals and emotions, what do you get from Modern Times in the realms of personal experience yourself? Cali Lily The triumph of love and persistence over the cog in the machinery spoon-fed mediocrities. The fact that Chaplin's film is like an existential whistleblower or warning like Eisenhower's about the military-industrial complex plus fascism. It's straight-up warning sign, about, not getting caught in the large machinery and therefore becoming obsolete. The terror and injustice of human beings not mattering to the cold machine, swallowed up by the giant machine, the ultimate triumph of love and persistence dash. If we, as a human race globally, all stick together and choose love, choose ourselves, choose humanity we can beat that monster machine, the economic injustices and war. We now have an amazing opportunity to connect with each other's humanity via social media, since Chaplin already blew the whistle we better not blow with these are tender times. I really can't believe this section of the interview was done a few years ago, before our current crisis. Wow! That film in particular, and many of Chaplin's, just make me bust out crying lol. It's like Chaplin's song Smile Though Your Heart Is Breaking, one minute you are smiling or laughing, and just around the corner, he will reach into your heart, hold it in his hands, and say hello, plus you trust him because you know, around the next corner, you will be smiling again. His Humanity The Sacred Humanity of His Films Artists are the keepers of the flame of humanity, we have a responsibility, and Mr. Chaplin did not shy away from that responsibility. If artists don't take the opportunity to model freedom and integrity then we as a civilization, are truly lost, we can get found though and maybe after our current crisis, we can find our way back better than ever, to create a stronger culture. That's partly what my work strives for and I feel it's my responsibility to carry on what people like Mr. Chaplin initiated. There are so many contemporary directors that I'd love to work with as an actress if I ever get the opportunity in a world where actors plus directors can't even communicate with each other except through power brokers, the Spikes, Spike Jones, Spike Lee, the Andersons, Wes Anderson plus Paul Thomas Anderson, Ava DuVernay, Catherine Bigelow, Gary Ross, David O. Russell, Denzel Washington, David Fincher, so many more, I'd love to be cast in any of their works. It's rough though, as an actor, to even get near roles like these, often we don't even know what's getting cast so we can't even read for those quality roles many actors don't even get to take a shot at the best roles in the best films it's a gated community I wish directors and actors could communicate more easily maybe that can happen going forward. But as a director, I tend to feel more authentic to my own voice if I study the classics like Chaplin, as opposed to looking at what anybody is doing in current cinema. I'm seeking my current of energy like as a songwriter it's an organic spark that I recognize immediately, that's what will tell me yeah go ahead you can act on this feeling so it's more like the spark of energy I get in acting slash singing slash dancing, I think with feeling, copyright Cali Lily trademark all rights reserved. I also like your mention of Jack Ripper's line in DR. 
strange love about precious bodily fluids and he withholding his essence. What did that line resonate with you, what does it mean to you? Callie Lily. I'm attracted by science, though I am an idiot with numbers, my great, great uncle, was a scientist, I spent some time with him in Paris, we had kitchen competitions on making the perfect poached egg, of course cooking is science. My current film involves some science themes and even a hint of sci-fi, a couple of images that I find almost horrific, in response to real-world incidents, and the film itself is a response to a real-life act of violence against an LGBTQ couple, so in order to address some themes, there is an element of fantasy my style leans a bit toward magic realism if I had to use a label but I really don't want to because I don't think it can be categorized. It's organic, authentic and it lives on its own terms. Women in science is an interesting topic for so many reasons, I think it's also really sexy, geek chic, the sexy part of smart. The precious bodily fluids line made me laugh from a very deep place because it struck a huge chord of truth, it's fun, to be laughing at the crazy, of that character, while one part of your brain must acknowledge that precious bodily fluids has a ring of truth, we all know it on a visceral, precious bodily fluids level. Each one of us is incessantly engaged in some act that involves a precious bodily fluid, your blood flows. My film explores the concept of female sexual fluidity, I feel that female fluidity might save us from losing what is most precious, I feel that her fluidity can lead to the ending of war. We create our own world in a film, invite the audience to enter and we live there together for a while, each of us with a slightly different experience, but all of us sharing that collective unconscious, fluid, liminal space. If I were living in the strange love world of that film, I would agree with this character's premise about the importance of bodily fluids lull, but his conclusions his decision to end the world is a cop-out, it's lazy slash scared that's the old paradigm, it's overly phallic. The fluid female could have changed the course of history for the world of that film, but instead, she was in her bra and panties, in George C. Scott's bed, cooing like a sitting duck, copyright Callie Lily trademark all rights reserved. You mention how you've been a student of writing and studying the female-slash-male tension why do you think that this exists in modern society? How does it cease? Can it cease? And if it did, would the world be a less interesting place? Callie Lily Since I was skipped so many times, the youngest one in class, just totally focused on my studies and getting away from an abusive childhood home, this exploration was completely unconscious, I was sublimating everything about sexuality in my art. I poured all of my energies into dance. Acting, writing songs. My parents were in a 24-7 power struggle, which led to violence. Sometimes I'd have to call the police, obviously, my first-hand witnessing of the destructive aspects of this battle between my parents created a huge effect on me. The female-slash-femme element is an untapped resource, which holds the power to radically improve life on this planet, bodily fluids lol, if we let her, if we nurture her and even, fight for her when necessary, she has a herstory to share, that will only improve upon history. As I grew up a little, I found myself expected to behave as an adult when I was really just a teenager who happened to get a free pass to the adults lecture hall in college. I was taking courses with students who were themselves, professors in other countries. After school, I began asking questions about gender as well as sexuality, in a personal but also highly political manner, my experiences as a girl in the business world, and in the world all of it, everything fed these questions. Still a runaway with a scholarship when I was becoming an adult, and I was safe enough to consider such frivolous matters as sexuality and being a girl, 
I realized that most people had navigated these waters in high school. I have a master's degree but not a high school diploma. That kinda says a lot huh? I never dated much, though I did always have boyfriends, but my focus was on my art and just plain survival, like the Charlie Chaplin character. When I began to explore these topics, I paid attention to my reactions plus questioned my own biases, I couldn't help but react to the insanity of Prop 8 I was shocked that my beloved California could adopt such a measure, it really hit me. Experiences, feelings, questions, and ideas seemed to magically appear in my personal life, and they just happened to magically dovetail with the screenplay I was writing for my film, so this led me to do some research, along with personal queries about sexuality, so the film is a semi-autobiographical coming-out story, of sorts, but definitely not a full-on biographical piece, the next film continues where this one left off, however, they are each very much their own universe. It has always been my feeling that the work should speak for itself, it's all about making a great film, a great album, not gossip, one doesn't have to be an alien, to make a film about aliens, as Einstein said imagination is more powerful than intelligence anyway he said something like that. Just as the art of film is in her infancy, the much-needed embrace of true gender freedom slash gender equality, racial equality and understanding about every individual's freedom to express their freedom to love, in the context of various cultures and societies, is also in its infancy, my work is connected to all of these struggles, we really have to get a grip on the level of ignorance that breeds hate. I dislike labels, they lead to genocide because you can harm someone once you have pasted a label on them and no longer see them as a reflection of some aspect of yourself. Misogyny, homophobia, racism, climate change denial, dismissal of science and service to blind faith or loyalty are forms of genocide perpetrated by putting limiting labels on girls, women, cultures and our planet. Copyright Cali Lily Trademark All Rights Reserved You mention, Bob, Dylan is a major musical influence? What do you take from his work that is so inspiring? Callie Lily. Yes, but also. Rap, street music, world music I am ultra-eclectic in taste. I write everything as a lyricist. I was always told that I should listen to Dylan, by older friends who had read my plays slash songs, I didn't get around to it until I got around to it. And when I did he really hit me like a ton of bricks, I was in Paris living with my great-great-uncle for a while. I had included some Dylan in my playlist, one day I got around to listening to it, and I spent the rest of the trip just listening to it over and over, I walked all over Paris listening. And all over London, listening. It seemed so familiar to me. I had written a version of my song Election Train way before I recorded it, and before I ever heard Dylan's subterranean homesick blues, people mentioned that it reminded them of Dylan and that I really should listen to him lol. In fact, I wrote that song as a teenager on the subway in NYC, and I remember thinking that I could never figure out how to get the music on it, so it was like a miracle to me a few years later, boom it's even got a music video, I revised it slightly before recording, but it was pretty similar to the original. What's great is we also discovered this crazy unexpected musical partnership that was truly random. Aside from the poetry, I heard a kind of biblical, righteous rage in Dylan's songs, it was familiar to me as my own anger is expressed in my own poetry. I hear it in rap plus global music. The rage uses language as a weapon, I related to that, then it's also a celebration slash party as in Brazilian plus African music dash. I aspire to timelessness plus quality. I resonate with that in others' works. Early on, I was very into drumming sounds, rhythm, anything I could dance to, 
I still am hooked by any drumming. My multicultural background informs all of it of course, I'm a bit of a percussionist but not an expert. I wrote lyrics, as poems, but they were always written to be songs, I was always interested in using words rhythmically, percussively. So, words, like my body, could be my instruments, along with my voice, which I was very shy about, and, I wrote some versions of rap before I knew that I was even doing that. This film is very rock and roll, but also urban with some rap and some world music influences, especially the many variations of music from Africa from traditional to contemporary. The music team plus I are so pumped to see that song previews are getting thousands of likes all over the world, ironically especially from Africa. That my album gets much edgier than the previews, I'm chomping at the bit to put it out, but we want to put it out with the film. I adore the musicians that played on this album each one of them is a total pro I am so grateful for every single one of them. They were also just incredibly supportive of me as a new recording artist. One musician, Edie Roque came here all the way from Brazil, we met on Facebook when he reached out to me about my music video election train, we corresponded after I heard his epic rock guitar, and voila, a couple of years later, this guy is playing his insanely brilliant guitar on every one of my tracks. Paul Tokars, Headless Robot, plays the other killer guitar tracks on the album, Mark Cassidy, The Hillbenders, does Sublime Banjo and Mandolin, Donna Schwartz is the outrageous sax and horn genius, Sean Nelson plays keys like you have not heard in while on anybody's album, and Kristen Gleason Prada, Born's Band, is such a talented drummer and percussionist who worked closely with me to get my outrageous requests for very unique percussions. I am in love with rhythm plus I study percussion so Kristen was so willing to entertain my crazy percussion ideas we got some really cool results from those experiments I put her through. She and I had a lot of fun. Some of the rhythm experiments I wanted to try were things she said she had done in high school so it really was all about play. So in keeping with what I am about. Of course, Wings's melodies perfectly complement my lyrics plus percussions, it really a wedding of music, lyrics, beats, as I was producing the album I leaned heavily on his musicianship especially in acoustic guitar plus piano, dash. I wouldn't have dared to do so much on the album, had it not been for Wings's confidence in me I produced the sessions, the album, arranged plus orchestrated, then I took an extra special hand in producing all the drums, various alternative percussions as well as electric guitars, Wings nudged me plus the musicians whenever we needed guidance especially on melodies, acoustic guitars, and piano but I couldn't believe how much he trusted me to just run the project and I was so nervous plus worked my ass off praying I could deliver for everybody's work plus their love for these songs. It's a one-of-a-kind partnership, this is really rare. Sound is huge for me. It's crucial. I don't take it for granted in filmmaking either. Our amazing album engineer, Reed Rice, also did the sound design, Foley, etc., for the movie, he is just awesome, I can't say enough about him. I love how music and lyrics can transcend, everything. Again as with film and music I'm rooted in classics but eclectic I mean I really don't know how awards don't provide more categories I'm in love with, Hendrix, Robert Plant, Kurt Cobain, Foo Fighters, Ray Charles, Richie Havens, Brandy Carlisle, Melissa Etheridge, Indigo Girls, Paul Simon, David Crosby, Bruce Springsteen, Tracy Chapman, Bretha Franklin the Queen, Whitney Houston Fairy Godmother. Deep in my heart are rap classics, Tupac, Dre, Nelly, Azalea Banks, Mary J. Blige the old school stuff gets my heart a bit more deeply because these people were breaking boundaries, that energy surges forward into the future. 
I adore plus weep at spirituals, Mahalia Jackson Ong, the seeds of gospel music, like Wayfair and Stranger, Wait in the Water, I sing those as part of my warm-up, along with Ave Maria, I put a few of those in my background vocals on the album. Right now I am focused on producing my next albums I feel like I'm channeling, almost being a bridge between the past plus future. The spirituals I mentioned are at the core of American culture. They are remnants from slavery, they were born from pain, and they are pleas and warnings to us, so I am very inspired, instructed, by my respect for global culture. I am making films plus music that speak up for our righteous freedom from slavery, including freedom from slavery of the mind. Copyright Cali Lily Trademark All Rights Reserved. Get the soundtrack for eBay and God on iTunes here. Rent or buy eBay and God on iTunes today. Music. Follow. Justin Bozing. Author and freelance writer for print publications, Fangoria, Woe, Paracinema, Pomp Videoscope, Shock Cinema Magazines. Content editor at http colon slash slash t.co slash gxtqc5 ikgc also tagged music the kid with the mixtapes. Pablo Stanley Mar 84 cop on medium ctrl alt delete, the planned obsolescence of old coders. A. Jesse Jiryu Davis Mar 87.3 cop on medium the sharing economy was always a scam. Susie Cagle Mar 77.2 responses write a response. Never miss a story from Justin Bozing, when you sign up for Medium. Learn more rigged updates.